G'day Swellians, Deadly here, sitting in the Torquay Hotel, sitting in my room, just about an hour or two from jumping on stage with Mick Fanning, Morgan Siblick, Griffin Colapinto, India Robinson and Tully Wiley for our second show of the Children of the Corn ATS Live Tour. But that's not what you'll be listening to today. This uh, episode is going to be our first show. And I don't know what it is about first shows, but far out, man, they go fucking bonkers. Uh, first ever shows of our tours, they always go, so they start off all right, and then they just fly off the rails, mate. Fly off the rails. Uh, our guests this night were Glenn Hall, the super coach, uh, Molly Picklam, the great Australian rookie hope, uh, and then, of course, the big guns, the Terrigal Tiger, the Terrigal Titan, Ross Clark-Jones and Thomas Victor Carroll. It is a mad night. It's a mad one. The boys were on a tear. And I hope you enjoy this uh, pretty loose episode. There's plenty more shows for the Children of the Corn Tour coming up. Check our uh, Instagram at The Swellian or go to theswellians.com, sorry, to uh, check our tickets. Um, a huge shout-out to our major supporter, Billabong, the official sponsor for the Children of the Corn Tour. We couldn't bring these live shows to you without the bong. They've supported us since the beginning, and they continue their amazing support of this absolute fucking shit show that we love. That we love. Big thanks to uh, Billabong there and to all the local surf shops that stock their gear. Get down, get those graphene wetties on. They are the warmest, lightest best shit on the market so uh, big thanks to the bong and a big thanks also to custom footwear the official footwear of the swellians we love the cuzzos uh so without further ado hope you uh enjoy this episode let us know what you think it's mad hey uh well first of all i like to say and I asked you're gonna find me. Cause I want to be a part of this fucking jump. Want to be Kenny's tour? You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the cool back, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that's the table thing. Oh, surf looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Destroy the Empire. And now, get your skank on, Swellians. The big dance is about to begin. Please welcome to the stage the dons of degeneracy, the Illuminati of the surfing literati, the award-winning altered state warriors, Smitty and Vaughn, Rinscon, the deadly, destroy the empire. I'd like to say, and I asked you're gonna find me, because I wanna be a part of this fucking jump. 
wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back. Drop down. Say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous ways. Yo. Oh, just the paper Oh, that looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jen and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yeah, straightheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell live from the bourgeois capital of the sunny coast, Avoca Heights. Where's the verve? Where's the verve, Smithy? What were going up in the world? That tasted like a fucking bag full of assholes, my friend. Uh, Vaughn, mate, it's all pretty surreal, isn't it, to be here on the sunny coast, about to welcome two of the greats, Tom Carroll, Ross Clark Jones, reunited at last, on stage for your listening pleasure. What a time to be alive. Wow. It is, mate. Uh, I think, you know, as a Mad Wax fan when I was a Grom growing up, if you'd have told 15-year-old me that I was going to be sharing the stage with RCJ and Tom Carroll, I would have grown out my monobrow into a thick, hairy slug. I'm that pumped. Absolutely. I mean, I was driving up here today and I just couldn't get the image out of my head of all the, the 90s surf tragics, all the semi coast surf dads, you know, with the speed dealers on in the mirror, just psyching up. Are you talking to me? I said, are you talking to me? Because I don't see anybody else around. You must be talking to me. You're fucking blowing. Fuck off, mate. Don't you know who I am? I fucking, I mowed Powley's lawn. I'm you saying his hairdresser. <laughs> Fuck off, you dog. 2206. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, uh, on a serious note, uh, I just want to throw it out there. The last time we did a show on the Sunny Coast, it ended in violence. Uh, it was a bit of a, bit of a scene. And I just want to say to everyone, if tonight, if you can, keep it, keep it together just long enough to get at least out to the octagon that we've set out in the car park with a licensed UFC fighter. Get down there and rip each other's fucking heads off! Well said, well said. Uh, Vorno, I mean, what else can we say about this joint? When I think of the sandy coast, in my mind, it's just synonymous with... Big drops in filthy slabs and there's tons of cunts queuing up to pack them and knife them and gut them. Uh, but it all starts in my mind with our guest of honour tonight, Ross Clark Jones, the Terrigal Titan, the original Gosford Grug. What an honour it is. It is, mate. But, um, you know, I, I just can't believe the imprint and the fucking influence that this strip of coastline on the New South Wales coast has fucking had on global surfing. And, like, uh, just even down to actual manoeuvres, Smithy. Like, Mark Sainsbury, a local here, uh, like, pioneered the floater. Changed it from, you know, something that you did to link sections or get around sections into its own thing. And people have won CTs on that manoeuvre based on where he took it. Dave Nielsen, another guy who, you know, basically without him, there'd be no Aussie right. He, he basically legitimised aerial surfing in this country at a time when it was just fucking frowned upon, man. And, of course, Mr X, Glenn Winton, with the fingerless white web gloves. Look how crazy those things have gone since the mid-'80s, mate. Everyone's wearing them. Fashion icon. That's right. Well, should we get into it? Should we get our first guest up here? We should, but before we do, I just want to give a shout-out 
as well to the more recent Sandy Coast legends. Uh, you know, on tour, this place has punched above its weight so heavily. Uh, Wilco, Ace, Micro, uh, Wade Carmichael, Macy Callahan, like, mate, it's huge. And I can't believe they've done it on a diet of drive-through Maccas and really bargain basement methamphetamine. They've fucking done well, mate. They've it's really the killed it. It's the breakfast of champions. It's the breakfast of champions, Vivi. But should we get our first guest up and her coach? Let's do it. Game on. Please put your hands together for it's our first guest. time for our first victim, I mean guest of the evening. Born in the beating heart of battler country that is Gosford, she earned her stripes in the blast furnace of North Shelley board riders, surviving the kind of ritual hazing and grommet abuse that would make Mike Tyson blush. All of it fueled to the fire of one of the greatest young talents to emanate from this great southern land. She's a world to a rookie, well on her way to wiping that wholesome fucking grin from Carissa Moore's chin. Please welcome to the stage, Molly, pack it, pull it, and pickle it, Pickler! Welcome to Ain't That Swell, Molly. And welcome to Ain't That Swell again, Micro. Thank you. Um, Molly, i just got to ask you before we even get going, how confident were you as a young Grom that you were going to make the CT one day? Um, oh, probably a little bit too confident sometimes, but no, nah, I was pretty adamant, I think. Hang on, is that mic on? Can you guys hear Molly okay? Let's flick it on. Oh, it's not working. Maybe try the one next year. That guy yelling, turn it up. I thought he was actually just saying, you fucking turn it up. You know that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, come on, mate. It's one minute old, right. the show. And you're already feeding it to her. She's a rookie. Give her a break. Mate, um, what, on a scale of one to ten, how confident were you that you were going to make the CT? A seven. I'll be humble. Oh, I'm ten. calling. <laughs> You'll be humble. You'll be humble now. I'm calling bullshit on that because um, we actually have come into possession of this rare artifact. Oh, this is some gold cone piece award winning digging right here. <laughs> What's that? That what is, is that, Molly. What is this, yeah, Micro? You tell me. You go. Well, I don't, I that's, <laughs> that's the jersey that she gave me two years before she made the tour because she was so confident she was going to make it that she got her own jersey. What about that? <laughs> she, she was selling these in the WSL merch shop two years before she qualified. <laughs> They were flying out the door, though. It's uh, for the folks at home. It's a, it's a black WSL jersey that's been homemade with pickles written on the back and the number 10. Did you get the 10? Oh, I definitely did not. I got one number higher than Glenn, though, so that's all that counts. <laughs> it's not hard to be higher than Glenn, mate. <laughs> Don't put that on your resume. <laughs> but, Molly, mate, talk to us about the Hawaiian leg. You had a bit of a blinder. Round of 16 at Pipe packed a couple of proper nugs, uh, quarterfinals at sunset, lost to eventual event winner, Brisa Hennessy. Uh, yeah, what are your memories of the event? What did you do well, did you think? Uh, I definitely think Hawaii is super scary. So, you know, wearing the gaff and stuff like that helped me. Um, but I don't know, it was so epic to share pipeline with literally one other person out or two other girls out. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really know. It's a surreal experience and I definitely am glad I was confident and got there. In terms of getting waves there at Backdoor and Piper, you know, what was your secret? Were you bunging on a bit of the Wyong Patois, you know? Hey, 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 fucking Molly's going, <laughs> your dog, hey, hey, hey! I definitely tried that and I got faded by a lady bodyboarder on the, on the end when I was down sitting at Beach Park. True, yeah, right. Um, what was the vibe like? I mean, this was the first, uh, you know, complete women's event that we saw at Pipeline ever. You, you were a part of history. Did you feel a responsibility to get there and actually pack it for something even bigger than just your own ambition? Uh, I definitely did feel a little bit of responsibility purely for that reason. Um, and I think I kind of grabbed that and just ran with it and put that in my corner. And, yeah, I think we did really well as a group of women out there. And it was a really special moment because I think a lot of women have done so many things along the way to get them out at Pipe. And I was fortunate enough to get out there myself and give it a go. And surfing at this level, what's the most noticeable difference? Oh, that's the other microphone. Don't worry about it. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. Just surfing at this level, like, what is the most noticeable difference? Um, I, I think overall everyone just has a good foundation of surfing, so you can't get away with just catching heaps of waves and just depending on your surfing, which I've kind of done through my junior years. Um, so it definitely comes down to heat tactics and strategy and all of that. Micro, what was your input to help Molly with this occasion? Uh, you know, obviously a disappointing end of last year, missed the cut, but then was lucky enough to qualify through, you know, good fortune really. Um, then to turn up and have to surf pipeline, you know, a wave that not many women have had the opportunity to surf in the past and only if the few who have are still fighting it out hard. Was your advice to Molly just get in there and rip their fucking heads off? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Exactly that. Nah, it's... Like, like I said, she had... 10 out of 10 confidence that she was going to make it. So the year that she just fell short for a few months, it was like kind of probably the best thing that could have happened. It was like that reminder that it doesn't all come that easy and a little, you know, reality kicked the ego and um, it made her have a couple of months at home to sit and think, all right, like, you know, I've got to go back to the QS for another year and and then all of a sudden she got the call up and we, we really did deep know that, she was like a chance of getting it. So it was almost a dream scenario. She kept preparing like she was going to go there but didn't have the, the golden ticket yet. So it was um, it was amazing. And then going to Hawaii, it was like, you know, Molly's been serving crackneck since she was a grom and it's, she's out there packing proper slabs with the best of them and it's like there's not many girls in the world that are doing that. So she was ready. I, I was yeah. just going to say, who's... I was going to ask which one of the uh, local legends was in your brain when you had sort of like a, a second reefer capping and coming at you. Was it Micro's head? Was it Rodent's head? Was it Jughead's head? Whose head was in your brain when you were looking at that thing coming at you? I definitely was harnessing a bit of Jug. Um, no, but I think all of the guys, like every time I go out there, I get caught in by Kerry or caught in by all the local guys and they literally help me and I swear to God that made the difference when I was at Pipe. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it backdoor looked like a, a pretty fun day at the neck, really, like a more manageable kind of <laughs> day, really. Uh, you know, talk to us about, uh, you know, the culture of surfing here and, and how, you know, having access to all the local slabs around here has shaped your surfing. I mean, living on the Central Coast, I think it speaks for itself having so many people on tour from here and we're so lucky with the variety of ways we get and also the locals being nice to all of us to, you know, pursue our dreams and really getting good practice, like surfing... 
the slabs, it's like we have so many scary waves I still haven't even gotten to because they're just so scary. So, um, yeah, I'm super fortunate from, to come from this country. And you mentioned, uh, you know, coming up on the, the kind of coattails of your Jody Coopers, uh, your Rel Sons, your, you know, I mean, Chelsea Hedges. Um, what's it been like growing up on the sunny coast in terms of, uh, you know, support for the women surfing? Uh, you know, your likes of Jug, Roden, uh, I mean, I don't know uh, who the, the big female surfers are, but is it a supportive environment for a young lady trying to make her way? Yeah, here in the Central Coast, like, we have obviously the sport from the males, but from the females of a young age, I joined Women in the Waves and there was a full board rise club for all girls and, um, yeah, I was always felt super supported. I never felt like, because I was a girl, I wasn't allowed out certain places or anything like that. If anything, it was more the other way, so I was super fortunate with the support I got. And um, how much did it sting missing out on that North Shelley victory at the ABB? <laughs> the one we actually got this Yeah, the year. one you got after years of, of, of giving it a crack. Yeah. I mean, it hurt us so many years and then we finally got it and we had the dream team in ABB this year and I think that really, you know, settled in this year for them because it was so many times we tried and we did get there. That was a famous victory for the Seni Coast, wasn't it? Massive. <laughs> and we are in Evoca Town, so oh, it's great. <laughs> My bad. Anyway. They got it. How good was it? Fuck, I thought you said, sorry, my bad, big time. <laughs> Smithy, you did the research, mate. You're the journal. I'll just sit over here and be quiet from now on. I just, I'm interested to get your, get your take on the Pipe Masters as, as a whole. You know, someone like Moana Wong, uh, you know, fuck, man, she, she surfs it as good as a lot of guys. She has such a pure read on it. What's it like as a female to see someone who has such a connection to Pipe? Uh, you know, what did you learn from her? Just what did you make of her approach? What kind of a person is she? Yeah, Moana was really nice. I thought she was actually going to be a lot more gnarlier of a local in the sense of not letting the females get waves. But she was so nice and really kind of showed us a few things. And, um, I mean, it shows how much she surfs out there. She knows every part, bit of that reef and it paid off for her. And, I mean, she's still in the top five, so she's really done well there at Pipe. I just wanted to know, um, every single world champ, every single one of them has said in the past, like, if you want to go to Hawaii and you want to get results, you've got to be there for three months. You've got to, like, get to know every single wave. You've got to put it in. Micro, is this part of the strategy for, for women now moving forward that there's going to be these um, North Shore events? A law just got passed, so every single contest is going to be men's and women's. Is it going to be part of this process to, to not just train at home, to get over there in November and do three months at Pipeline every time it's capping? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like the reality of serving Pipeline and catching waves is pretty different though. It's like you can watch Molly sit out there for three hours with like steaming froth to get the best way of the day and literally not catch a wave. So it's like it's actually – a bigger challenge than what you realise to, you know, what Moana's had access to over the years and what, you know, the young girls that are coming through, the challenges that they're going to have to actually ride waves out there. They can look look over the edge of a thousand and it's, it's all good, but to actually knife over the ledge and, and get into it is like, you can't buy that experience. And, and that's like I said before, Molly's so fortunate to have Crackneck as a, it's it's obviously not pipeline, but it's it's a bit of a replication, and the commitment's the same, and and shallow reef, and and she's got locals out there who are actually encouraging her to call her in the sets, and that's 
that's genuinely why she was in a way feeling comfortable. So, yeah, it's it, as a as a female, it's going to be it's going to take a lot of years for him to get the confidence and the the capability that like a Moana's got now. It's you know, and you can go over there with full guns blazing, ready to pack some of the biggest barrels of your life, but you can't catch him. There's 400 other people that want him more than you, and and they've got bigger muscles and and angry heads, and you can't, you just can't do anything about it. It's it's frustrating. It really nah, is. You can't do anything about it except set up a series of camera phones and GoPros and just fucking sue the bejesus out of them if they touch up. That's <laughs> pretty much. But go uh, oh, man, I'll see you in court, you dog, eh? Fuck. But uh, hey. they talked. Talk to us, just, I could talk about Hawaii forever, like, I could spend this whole podcast on it, but talk to us about your memories of, you know, this season there, uh, any particular memories that stand out from free surfs, from the event, um, you know, did you get staunched by any locals, you didn't cop any cracks upside the head like Tatiana did, did you? <laughs> no, I definitely stayed friends with everyone, that's probably why I actually didn't catch any waves, um, but... I don't know. I think memories just being one of the first women to paddle out pipe, and I actually was the first heat that opened up pipeline. So um, wow. yeah, that was a proud moment of myself and for women surfing. And I really did get a chance. I not only like got out there and just got a couple waves, I got into some waves, and uh, yeah, I was pretty proud of myself for that. You didn't just paddle out as the first female in a pipe comp. You got the fucking vis, dude. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you packed it. I, what's what's this year? going to look like? What's success look like? Are you r- rookie season going WSL finals or bust? Uh, I definitely think if it comes, it's, I'll give it all I've got and then just keep winning, win every final, win every heat. I think, um, yeah, I definitely believe in myself and I can do those things, but time will tell. Well, we're backing you. The whole room's backing you. The whole country's backing you. You're an absolute legend. It was... Uh, it was classic. We, we met on the... Uh, well, not met, but we, we got to sort of properly hang out on the set of uh, postcards from Morgs, and honestly, I was just like, who the fuck is this chick? She's just got that much schutzpah! And um, you stole the show, and uh, I think that more characters... You know, Australia's been screaming out for it for a long time, but in women's surfing, you know, everyone's a character because everyone's had to trailblaze for so long, and you keep that tradition going, so thanks, Molly. And... Micro, I've just got to ask you something, man. No Australian women in the top five. No Australian men in the top ten after three comps. What the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> Smithy. Now, what's the go? I mean, is it... What are you, like, like just coaching Californians now, you little fucking Irish turncoat? No, it's, it's pretty rich coming from you guys talking about Wombie and uh, Shelly when we're in a boat. Oh, I know, I know, I know, you know. If I know. Set us up there to fail. Sorry, Smithy. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fair call, though. Like, it's, it's pretty much, like, you know, and literally everyone in Australia is back in the Aussie surfers and ride every heat and want to see them do well. But there's, there's definitely something missing. And um, it's definitely a word you guys use a lot, but they're definitely missing the mongrel. I think it's... You know, like guys like Tommy Carroll, like I hope he gets his hands on him and gives him a bit of that. It's it truly is like Molly. I don't know where she got it from, but she has it, and it's and it shows in every in every part of her heat that she wants it. And she's like, 
she's obviously talented. She obviously does all the work, but she's fucking passionate and she's got the mongrel and she goes out there and has a crack. And there's a, definitely a little You're bit of... You're singing <laughs> to me, mate. You're singing to me. <laughs> Having a crack, mongrel. Wow. <laughs> it's true. It's like you kind of just don't get that feel sometimes from some of the Aussies and, and I want to see it back. I want to get both your take on this. Last year on the Challenger Series, we just had this insane push, insane push in the back half of the year because of the collective energy of everyone being together and doing it as a group. You benefited from that. You were part of it. How was that feeling? Uh, it def- it's amazing, to be honest. You feel like you have the whole country behind you every single step of the way, even if it's trying to cook a steak at dinner and we couldn't even... I can't even cook, but... They helped me do that, and then they helped me in my heats or whatever, you know. So I think it's just crazy to have all flip this. Flip it, Molly, flip it. <laughs> I said medium rare, you can do it, Molly. Three and a half minutes on each side. No, 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 don't spin it again. <laughs> exactly oh, that's how But, Micro, I mean, you're, you're a guy who's looking for ways to motivate, looking for ways to, to build confidence, and that collective energy, you must have taken a fair bit away from that as well, seeing how much that collective can drive people. 100%. It was, it was cool to watch. It was cool to see, and it's, um, it's what got Australians over the line for so many years, and it's something that we, you know, I think, missed for a while, and you can see it's starting to come back, and, and I want to see more of it, to be honest. And it's like, you know, you're serving a heat, like you're riding waves, but... At the end of the day, if you've really kind of got that mongrel in you that you want to really have a crack and get stuck into it, and then, and that doesn't mean just packing ten foot tubes and kind of all the the obvious stuff, but there's there's heats and days where it's howling onshore and dog shit, and you've got to get out there and really want it. Like that's that to me is what separates the the people that really want to be there and really want to fight through that heat, and that's the Brazilians have that. They're they're, surf, they're surfing to put rice and beans on the table for the family. So it's like the, you know, the lobster and caviar type lifestyle is, is not what it's all about. You've got to be able to there and get, what do you say, Vaughn and um, Jed rip their fucking heads off? Is that what you say? Well, that's exactly right. No, you couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself, uh, Marco. Mate, you know, what, is, what constitutes mongrel in the context of pro surfing in a man-on-man heat? Like, we know what what it is in, you know, other sports like fucking football, for example. It's just fucking, you know, taking a hit up off the kickoff or just creasing some cunt. <laughs> but you can't really do that in surfing. You can't even put your fucking hands on them. Like, uh, so what is mongrel? Like, like, you kind of explained it a bit there, but, like, you know, what is the difference between the Australians and the Brazilians? Like, what is the missing ingredient? Um, you know, what constitutes mongrel? Is it just... Getting up earlier, training every day, never missing a, a session, whether it's fucking a thousand knots onshore or... I mean, w- w- yeah, what's going on here? Why are we so shit, man? <laughs> no, I, I just think it's like... I don't know. As Australians, you kind of know it. It's like you, you fight for everything and you, like, you love the battle. It's not, it's not all about the result. You just love a good old-fashioned battle. And it's like Molly said, cooking the steak, you're just like... You're into it and you want to, like kind of heckle each other but one-up each other and, and really fight for it. And I think in a surfing competition sense, like I said, that there's there's fighting to throw yourself over the ledge of the 10-foot wave at, at pipe or chopes and then there's fighting to kind of 
get the fire to go out there when it's two foot non-shore and dog shit and, you know, and, and do your best to scrap through with two threes if that's what it is. Like, a, a Brazilian, they don't give a fuck what the scores are. If they come in first, they're stoked. And that's, and that's how I made the sewer. I have got a lot of threes and, and I got there and, and it's, um, to be honest, like, that's what I think is really kind of the real... There's skill, there's all the work, there's all the passion, but then there's once once he's got that bit of mongrel, they're the guys who kind of get over the line most of the times. Yeah, but I don't think anyone is more qualified to speak about true grit and resilience than someone who spent 27 years on the queue, mate. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that. And uh, thanks so much for coming tonight. I know uh, Molly's in the quarters tomorrow and um, best of luck for a win. So good to see you surfing at home. At home, sorry about that. And uh, big round of applause for Micro and Molly. Absolute legends. Bring home that silverware, get in that top five, Mol. Before we get going, just want a big, a, a big shout out to Billabong. Always been huge supporters, mate, that's well live. And uh, they've got a heap of giveaways here. The graphene wetsuits will be coming out about now. They'll be in all the local surf shops. So uh, make sure you go and check that out. And to Surfing New South Wales, who have put this night on for us, thanks so much, guys. Like, fucking grassroots surfing, backing it all the way, and we back you guys, mate. Fucking there's nothing better, Smivy, than just turning up at some random beach and just seeing the fucking grassroots of Australian surfing ripping in. Oh, mate, I love some grassroots just growing out. You rip it, you pack it, you pull it. It's amazing. Up the Surfing New South Wales, you've done an absolute... Tribute to your surfing legacy here in uh, Avoca Heights. But I think it's time for our next guest, Vaughn. Let's do it. It's going to be fun. And now, please welcome to the stage the original head noise terminator, the survivor of countless blizzards, avalanches, and ice storms. He's packed more rompers than you've had hot dinners, seen the inside of more wombs than an obstetrician, thrown more chunks than a fat man on a vomitron. Please welcome to the stage, Tommy Dooltime Carroll! Run the tape, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on our feet it's for the original Terrigal. For tonight's guest of honor, the mad waxing you pigging any winning big wave Hermania. He's the son of a wild woman from Borneo who grew up to become the Titan of Perigal. A body made of cast iron, balls of steel, a nose like a vacuum, and the world's longest eyebrow. Please welcome to the stage, Ross. Are you kidding me? Clock Oh, this is... I've got to pinch myself, Smithy. This is just too iconic, mate. Ross, Tom, welcome to Ain't That Swell. How do you do this? 
How the fuck was that intro? <laughs> fuck! That was good. It was like a boxer. Yeah! <laughs> I was waiting, waiting. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking... Right, what, you, what have you done in this place before, Ross? Hey, what I've never you... been here. What? Never been here. <laughs> I mean, I broke a bolo when I was 14. Uh, yeah, fucking... 14. Mate, did that intro bring back flashbacks from Morris Cole's cave in the fucking glory days of the fucking teddy bear? Yeah, no, he, he rang me this afternoon. He was all paranoid. He didn't want to come because he, what, he fucked up the last time. Oh, no. Oh, man, he had a point <laughs> the last time. He was, he, was, he was talking about the fucking underbelly in Melbourne and shit. And they're like, ah, oh, fucking stop. No, he was. <laughs> like, oh, stop, mate. And he edited it out. He went deep. He went very deep. Yeah. Mate, mate, boy. Where do we start? You want to talk pipe? Let's just keep talking Hawaii. No, 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 no. How good's Molly? Yeah, Molly. Fucking Molly. I love you, Molly. Woo! She's Woo! prediction. World champion in three years. Yeah, go, Molly. How's that? No? We're right with you, Molly. With me? Oh, totally. <laughs> three years world champ. You heard it here first. Boys, Hawaii, we've just seen probably one of the greatest pipe comps of all time. But, Smith, these two guys, I mean, they changed the game in Hawaii. Like, fuck, man. Nobody attacked it harder. Nobody went harder on land and in the water. Um, boys, when you watch a contest like that, how hard is it to stop yourselves from fucking getting on the couch and jumping up and down like a three-year-old? I fucking didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I, 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 I didn't I, watch it. I couldn't. I, I, it. I was down at the contest area early in the morning and, um, and I can just generally just maybe watch one heat live at the beach because I'm watching every wave and surfing it, so I'm, the adrenaline's just pumping through, and I'm poisoned after one heat. But I was next to Geordie Lawler, and he goes, you've got to stay here, Tom. You've got to stay here and watch this. I go, no. <laughs> he goes, and then it just got more exciting. And I, oh, no, it's, it was an amazing day to watch it. But it's hard when you know the wave really well, and you surf those waves a lot, and it's in your blood. You're just surfing every single... Well, I do. Surf every single wave that's coming through. Talk us through the GOAT's performance, Slater. I mean, you guys both had a lot to do with him, uh, especially when he was coming up. You know, what, did you, what was when your he read? had hair. What was your read on his performance? Hey, to start? how was he in Brazil? <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about how he was in Brazil. <laughs> he was this Whoa. little guy with fucking hair, right, on the floor. Remember? You, you tell a story. Uh-oh. This is the, the day of his first we world title. We were up all night, and then Kelly's like, what are you guys doing, you know? He's like, oh, fucking... <laughs> what are you guys fucking doing, you know? Like, no, 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 go back to bed. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this uh, like... Brazil. Brazil. Is this the, the morning of his first world title win or something like that, or is it earlier? No, earlier. It's the first year on the tour, no? Uh, that's a, he almost well, was pretty much his first win. He won that thing. Wasn't it? He won at 92, his first up. Yeah, like, just, it was just phenomenal. No, how's the heat we had? Oh, hey, oh. he wanted to go home. Right? We had a heat together. Yeah. Right? And he goes, oh, I want to go home. and you get to destroy the heat. Right? And he was fucking still beating me. What are you doing, right? He was like fucking, right? And, and then I was like, mate, you're speeding me. He wants to go home, right? I fuck, right? <laughs> I still got it. That's fucked up. Up all night, right? 
and he's what got you? dropped in me. Right, uh, dropped in on me. Right, yeah. Last week, had to do it. So you wanted to go home. So even though you're winning the heat, yeah. you were on a mad bender, and you went, "I've yeah. got to get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm going to drop get... in on Ross and lose the heat." I've got to get on a flight home. Wow, you guys really flight. fucking sent it. We went from Pipeline to Brazil to Tom Carroll flying home and fucking to get the hell out right. of there. Right, yeah, yeah. That's fucking around the world in 80 waves. Not even. Two. <laughs> Boys, like, just fuck, somehow, if we can, before we leave Hawaii and, and get stuck into Ross's life, and Tom, well, I'd love you to sort of play co-host tonight and, and help us understand this uh, enigmatic <laughs> genius standing next to you. But... Uh, just Hawaii, like, why? what was the difference with you guys? Like, when you got over there, there'd always been, I guess, since busting down the door and stuff, a, a need to attack and prove yourself. But you guys did take it to the next level. Like, we had fun. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. You guys were too fucking serious. Yeah. Yeah. We're, fucking we're all getting serious yeah. and they're all stink eye and serious, yeah, weren't they? Fuck bam, um, you know? Yeah, like, they're like, they're like big wave gyms everywhere. Oh, I'm a big man, big wave man. <laughs> It was, was freaking hilarious. We thought we'd just take the piss and we were just like frothed on it. We loved it. The fact is we sort of had that energy, you know, when other people were sort of going, oh, we just going, go. So it was just a little different, wasn't it? No, no, but we had, we had the welcoming with the Hawaiians, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Eddie and the boys, the yeah. black shorts, we were welcome yeah. and we felt welcome, yeah. you know? Mm. And we didn't abuse that, yeah. you know? We, we, we weren't fuckwits. Yeah. He was. <laughs> but, right? Right? And, you know, fucking toe the line, you know, like fucking, you know, going and dropping. Why not? It's all about sharing. What are you talking about? You're ahead of your time, Tom. Hey. Way ahead of your time with sharing. Yeah, yeah that's it. We've got to mould it in. Smithy, let's go back. Let's start this journey. Let's go way, way back. Uh, Ross, mate, t- tell us a bit about your folks, because I understand you're, you're literally the son of a wild woman from Borneo, mate. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your folk story and, uh, yeah, what kind of an imprint they left on you. No, no, yeah. Okay, go. we're going great-great-grandmother was a, a Borneo Dayak headhunter, like a full Dayak fucking, yeah, right? And then, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, my great-grandfather was the first... Uh, pers- first Englishman to bring Christianity. Wow. So he's, right. <laughs> so he's spotted oh, yeah, your great-grandma yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, fuck, she's got a bit of go in her, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, back and he's got it together. We've got to change their ways. Mutant in the sack. <laughs> when did you surf and come into your life, mate? Like, how did, how did that happen when, when you've got this sort of crazy lineage that brings you here? Didn't you start on a kneeboard, though? <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking proud of it. I was a kneeboarder. Like I, well, my father bought us a kneeboard at 11, right? Fuck, he bought us a kneeboard, right? But you know what? Everyone's riding kneeboards like fishes now. Fuck them, right? Okay? Anyway. The best. I was That's ahead the of my time. <laughs> but, well, just your olds were pretty supportive, weren't they? Like your, your old man was pretty conservative, but he was quite... No, no, quite just, supportive no, of yeah, your surfing. Going back to, I just had a swim just, just a couple of hours ago. I was sitting there in Terrigal Beach, right? I was sitting there and I, I just I was really remember my father bringing me down the beach, like 10 years old, 11 years old. And then I was further down the beach, stunning surfing at 11 with Stuart Pike and Darren Higginbotham. We're here. Where are you guys? You know what I mean? It was just 
it was like I did a full circle 44 years, you know. It was, um, I was almost teary. <laughs> and then the water was all brown and fucking, I was Maybe like, that's why you were crying. Yeah, I was like, fuck. For pink eye. Oh, yes, pink eye, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah. No, my, my parents were always supportive. Um, my mother used to drive us down, you know, to the... When it, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Fucking Instagram, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, my mother used to drive us down to, like, Terrigal Beach and... We used to surf in there. I go, fuck that. I want to get out the Haven. Like 12 years old, go, fuck, what about out there? Mum couldn't see. I was like, fuck it, let's battle. Pikey, let's get out there. <laughs> yeah, and that was, yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is good. I, that's when I liked big waves, you know? I was like, fuck it, this is awesome, you know? It's not big enough, you know? Yeah, YMA obviously played a massive part in your career. The North Shore of Hawaii played a massive part in your career. But, I mean, Terrigal Haven, it's almost like a, a mini Waimeo. Is that, is that where it all started for you? It's exactly what I said. When I, first year, 1986, my first year as a professional, paddled out. I'm going, fuck, this is like the Haven, right? Was, the, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> it, was, it was different. Like, it was like twice as big, but... Yeah, 20 foot different. <laughs> right? We were like, fuck, I didn't have twice, a board. Twice the adrenaline jolt. Yeah, but I didn't have a board, right? I didn't have a surfboard and then someone, you know, we were running around with Peruvians. Right? <laughs> running around Peruvians trying to get me a board and then they couldn't find me a board and they were running around talking and talking and talking. <gasps> fuck, where's your board, mate? We got the board. Got out there, I was with the MR, 1986. Rob Bain and Almir Zalazar were getting hammered on the inside, drowning. We're out, Emma and I were outside, oblivious. I was oblivious. I was ignorant to the fact, oh, what's happened? The heat's over or something, you know? There was no jet skis or anything, and fuck, it was perfect. 25 feet, Emma and myself just one after the other, going, is the heat still going? <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> And, yeah, no, that was the beginning, and then I was labelled as the big wave surfer, right? But the board was what? 710. 7'10". It was, a, it was a small board to ride. You, you ride 10-footers now. Normally ride, yeah, 10. But that was the biggest board I've ever ridden, right? And then, you know, I got labelled the big wave surfer, and I went on the tour riding fucking two-foot shit. <laughs> well, here's the big wave surfer. Oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> cool. And it didn't, you know, two years, three years of it, of slop. You know, you have, to, you, you have to ride four to the beach. Now it's like only two waves with jet skis and shit. I would have done well, you know. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Tommy, you know, you're a couple of years older than Ross. Like, what did you make of his approach to the North Shore in Hawaii? Yeah, five years older. <laughs> <laughs> And, watching, um, watching him come up, you know, you were a mentor of sorts yeah. to him. You know, what, did you, what was your read on his approach to it all? Well, I, what I liked was that, um, well, we were staying, when we really kind of connected was when we were staying at the Keiki Harley that one winter together. Nah, it was Are mad you, wax. It was a mad wax we got it together. That was You're a fucking... fuckwit, I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 I was like the world champ guy. Never forget it. Yeah, the fucking. I was like the world champ, champ guy going, you fucking come on. I'm come the on, world kid. champion. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Central Coast, 
That's what I mean. The boys turn me Rick Golden or the boys say fucking Johnny Bumper, don't get a big head, cunt. Right? <laughs> right? Well said. Now you fucking get a big head. So I never stretched because of that. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't stretch for Christ's sake. But then I, then I look yeah, at How does that translate into a big head? Not stretching. Yeah, yeah. see. Mate, oh, fucking sorry, yoga. You, you know why, mate. You don't have to ask that question, fucking yoga. Yeah, mate. what are you doing on the shore break stretching? What is that shit? Yeah, fucking stretch, Howie. Fuck you. Yeah. And yeah, what are you doing on the shore break? What's that bullshit? <laughs> now, back to Tom. Anyway. Anyway, we stayed. Well, my, my recollection was that in Hawaii we were staying at the, this this um, place called the Keikihale, which is right on the beach where I don't know whether you know of Clark Little. He's a photographer, shoots amazing shore break shots of massive shore breaks. Well, that's where we basically lived in front of this massive shore break. And in between times when we weren't surfing, we'd go body surfing in front of that. And that one crazy shore break. At midnight. <laughs> At midnight. Yeah. And, and I just saw, I'd gone, he's actually going for this shit. I'm, he's going over, like you said, you see his eyes and his head. I saw his full, you know, the, the profile and the head, eyes popping out of his head as he's flying towards the sand. I'm going, he's got it. Woo! And I'm and I've gone, fuck, that's fun. You know, we kind of connected with that energy. And, like, in the next day, there'd be just sort of giant Halle Eva or something like that. And maybe Sasha Stocker, he'd come out with us, wouldn't he? Come, maybe, but no one else. It'd be just, like, be massive Halle Eva and wild. And we'd sort of be out there going, this is good. This is what we want. It's just nasty. You get caught inside it. In the inside bowl at Valley Eva. Rock piles. Oh, with rock pile too. Like no one went out there. No one it? surfed this wave called rock yeah, pile. Yeah. And we're just going, what's going on out here? No one's surfing it. Let's go. And it's got this nasty sort of slab bed on the outside. But that it's all disguised. On the inside, it's got like fingers of lava rock that stick up through the sand. And if you get dragged through that, you're going to get eaten. You're actually going to get chewed apart. And okay. I've been... John John lives in front of it now. Yeah, yeah. John John, John John, John John. John John, John. John. How many Johns you want? Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's gold. It, it's one of the funnest... Now a few people surf it, but back then, no one used to ride it. So you guys basically connected over being absolute schizos. We just like... We just love that energy. We're like, oh, you know, just... That connected with that. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, massive sunset. Let's just go. It didn't matter whether it's just crazy on shore and wild. We just go. Get out there and get flogged a bit and get a couple, drop it on each other, ride a few together. It's whatever. You know, there was no... It wasn't like Fucking this. buoyancy vests. There's no... <laughs> it was... No buoyancy vests. No such thing. Forties. <laughs> Forties. Yeah, simple. And Ross, uh, Tommy, you know, he was a few years older than you. He'd already had a couple of big results at Pipe by the time you were coming up. You know, what did you make of his surfing uh, in Hawaii? And what kind of a, you know, what kind of a teacher was he? My my first uh, kind of recognition of Ross was when he uh, saw a photo of him in Tracks magazine doing a carving cutback out here at Evoca Point. I don't know, you remember that? So there was a shot of you doing this carving cutback. I'm going. 
goes, this guy's got the best style. I could see style in there. I go, he's got something. You know, I go, this guy, fucking Clark Jones guy, another hyphenated name. Like, I'm going, fuck it, what, he's a wanker or something? Like, fucking, it's like, he's sort of wanker, is he? With a hyphenated name, but he's fucking got the style. He's got it, Grant, he's down low and he's doing this, you know, and I'm going, oh, I've got to watch this guy. I just the photo said it. And so that beaming froth was coming through and that made an imprint and from there I sort of watched. And, of course, we were involved with Quicksilver early in the days, doing mad wax together was pretty fun, like flying around the Alfa Romeo down the coast and, you know, fucking getting into a bit of trouble there. No, no, I remember you, like, clearly. It was the first day of shooting on Mad Wax, right? Tom was like, fucking, you know, fucking, I'm fucking so good. uh, I'm going, hey, Tom, and he's like, fucking, you know, didn't even look at me in the eye. I'm going, Central Coast taught you, look at you in the eye, you fuckwit. Right, all right, and then just turn ahead. No, but then after that, you know, I'm like, mate, you're a fuckwit, right? But then, and then, and then, and then, and then no, but then we, he st- so, you know, he got his car and he did this little fucking puffy um, GTV Alfa Romeo, but it was fucking good at the time, right? It was a shitbox, but, uh, but, you know, that was a fucking big deal, a red, red fucking Alfa Romeo, but it was cool. <laughs> no, um, but, you know, it was the best car I'd been in. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting in the back, like, fuck, with fucking Gary Kong Elton, the fucking man. You know, he was my hero, you know. I was, he was a fuckwit too. I'm going, there's two, two fuckwits. fuckwits in the front. I'll never be like these cunts. I love these guys, but I'll never be like these guys. Cocaine will do it to you, mate. That's, uh, that's all I'll say. You know? It's, uh, it's fuckwit powder. Allegedly. How was, the, how was the dynamic on that film? Because you had a world champ, you had El Kong, who was basically the big news, and then you had you, the upstart. And we've got to bring up Mark Sanger Sainsbury. Yeah. Fuck it, Please. put it together. Sanger. Sanger. Yeah, Sanger. God, God love him, right? We love you, Sanger. Invented the floater, didn't get the reco, fucking, like, he, he did, right? Would you back that? I would back that. Anyway. How, how big of... A part of no, your back, career. Back, 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 back. No, back, back to the, Ooh. back to Sanger. Right? No, no, yeah. Seat in the front row if you yeah. want to, mate. Get back in the row. <laughs> no, no, because Sanger was meant to be the Wiz, right? If like the Wiz was the fucking guy in Mad Wax, right? It was the start of the show, and it was designed for Mark Sainsbury. He was the world champion, world amateur champion. I got third, and then, Sanger. fucking Sanger. Here we go. Let's yeah, put Sanger. It for Sanger. Here yes, we go. Oh, let's raise your glasses. Woo! Yes, Sanger. Yeah. And then, and then he, he, I surfed, like, I wasn't meant to be in the film, and I just surfed where they were going. Peter Wilson told me, he goes, they're going there. I was just surfing with the guys, like I was at the fucking third wheel. Like, you know, I was the one, that, like, I just kept surfing, and they got footage of me, and then they're going, fuck, he's, he's this guy. He's with Quicksilver too, and then, and that's when I became the Wiz. And Sanger's like, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Sanger was dirty. Fuck, I still dream about him. How, how was the... <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Ellis, not the Central Coast. Hey, Bryce, hey. He was... Bryce, hey. <laughs> yeah, Bryce. 
He was in that. He was in with us too. Bryce Ellis, yeah. Such a crazy story because it ended up being one of the biggest things in your whole career and you, you weren't even slated to be in the film to begin with. Sorry? Oh, I was just saying, it's just, cra- <laughs> it's just crazy that <laughs> that ended up being one of the biggest things, events in your career, but you weren't even meant to be in the film to begin no, with. No, I, that's true. I can't that- think of something similar ever happening in surfing before or since. Just no, busting I, you I, into I, a hey, film. Hey, it's, it's funny that that resonated all around the world till this day. Like, people in fucking Brazil go, hey, whiz. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, for 30, 40 years ago, like... I go, is that all I got? <laughs> Fucking whiz, you know? But um, I did win the Eddie, mate. I don't know if you saw that. I won the Eddie as well. Eddie, I don't just yeah. have Whiz, whiz won the Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> whiz Tom's won the mate. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> whiz won the Eddie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so influential. It's, it's mad. Did, did it just, I've got to ask, being that third wheel, joining that cast, these guys, you said they were fuckwits, but. How was that power dynamic between Tom and Kong and yourself during the filming that? Because it got rewritten, right? The actual film got rewritten because Kong didn't like the ending. <laughs> yeah, because I walked off in the sunset with the dream girl. Yeah. Yeah, Kong wanted the happy ending. He wanted Kong to make goes, Banana cry. Kong was fucking living going, no, fuck that. I can't, no. They, they, wrote, they stopped the film. I was gutted. I was going, wow, I'm going to be a star. Fuck No, done. This movie's scrapped. I'm like, you're a bigger fuckwit now. You know, I really hated it. Right? And then, and then they brought it back and they rejigged it. And it didn't have the quite... So I was walking off with Sandy Hodge in the sunset. That was a good ending. Yeah. Fuck, you know? The fucking shit kick against the girl, right? Right, and then Kong's like, yeah, the bad guy, you know? But, yeah. And then it was like, Sandy walks off, Kong just fucking does something, and <laughs> it was like, what happened to the ending, you know? I, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I, made, <laughs> I made a film called Dope Youth, right? It was, a, it, was a, it was an acting film based loosely on the fact that Mad Wax was my favourite movie when I was a kid. But at the end, the film, because Mad Wax had that sad ending where you don't get the girl... I actually did the same thing in Doped Youth where Kelly wins the Battle of the Bands instead of all the fucking battler upstarts. And, like, it was a full nod of the cap to that sad ending. So thanks for wrecking the movie, mate. Not you, but Quicksilver, no, whoever's play, designing you know, it. You know the, the first bit where, like, I'm dreaming about her? Yeah. You know, I just play that bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fucking shut the movie off, you know? <laughs> the ending shit, you know. Anyway, ah. keep going. <laughs> He's fucking got COVID, I swear to God. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Hands up, who's had COVID? <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Help! <laughs> I don't know how I pulled that out. <laughs> Never know. Yeah. Um, Madness. <laughs> yeah, where were we? <laughs> Mate, we never got your take on, uh, on, on Tommy in Hawaii. Tommy at Pipe, you know. Um, fucking one of the best to ever do it there. It's a, Described by Kelly Slater as the best to do it there. I mean, that was admittedly fucking 20 years ago. But 
Um, you know, talk to us about just what kind of an Adonis Tommy was at Pipe uh, when you were coming up. He, I mean, like, I know he's a, I know he's a fucking wanker, but like, <laughs> hey, no, 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 but no, 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 no. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I love no, him, love the man. No, but the, yeah, I, I got to give it to him. He's still a fuckwit, but he, he had the best bottom turn at Pipe by far, by seen of anybody. Like, he's fucking knife it, like, yeah. Yeah, and this little fuckwit going, yeah, you know, and and I swear to God, it was the best surfer by by far. You know, no one touched him, you know, and he fucked up the, against Todd Holland, lost the world title. Sorry. Yeah, that was a bummer. No, no, I was a fucking boo. That was bad. Like it was a stupid rule. This, this. Uh, it's a technicality. Oh, that was fuck. I felt for you. No, he should have had a third one. The three world titles. Come on. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I, thanks. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I could be more of a wanker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you lost. <laughs> Any particular sessions that stand out in either of your minds, uh, you know, during that period when you were trying to make your mark on the North Shore? Me? Yeah, either of you. Just like, you know, take us back to that time because it's remarkable, you know. We're coming in hot on the heels of the busting down the door where Aussies are just getting their teeth no, knocked no, out. No, no, and then no, you two are fucking making a serious mark over there. No, no, I got lucky because I had that billabong, you know, 1986, fucking had a heat, no one out. And then as soon as you, you know, the, the Warriors just took me in, like Mickey Nielsen and Marvin Foster. They were the fucking heavy black short fucking security guys. And they were with Quicksilver and, they, you know, they looked after us. And they just grabbed us, right? Like, you're with us, you know? But from then on, I felt welcome, you know? I felt... Because in Newport... But you, can, you, he looks like a local. No, no. In, in fact, Newport. he looks like a local wherever he goes. Any country. Yeah. Any country. Is that mongrel? Yeah. He's that mongrel. Yeah. Like, Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian, <laughs> fucking Italian, Turkish. <laughs> Everywhere we go. Everywhere. Swedish. Swedish. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. No, no. It's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> how, he, how heavy? And the Indonesian. Yeah, I am. Everywhere. Borneo was part of Indonesia at some point, wasn't it? But how heavy was that scene? Mickey Nielsen, Marvin oh. Foster, like fuck. You must have seen some pretty harrowing shit during those years. Oh mate, being on the inside. Fuck the eighties in the Hawaii yeah, was heavy. fucking heavy, but yeah. it was good. It was like it was more structure. Like you know, like a back door, and like there was the boys out there. You know, they were blacks they had these fucking shorts with. The, you know, fuck, you don't go near him. But like the black shorts were the people, right? Yeah. Like it, and it had a um, a force about it. You know, so we used to hang behind these guys, and then the other guys were like over there, and. We kind of felt privileged in a sense. We were like in between us. We wouldn't fuck with those guys, but they went for a wave and then we get a wave, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I used to sort of shadow those guys. Yeah, no, it's remarkable, man. Look, just to be able to, you know, ride the coattails of those guys and, and keep your nose clean, so to speak. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking so clean. I think Hawaii I think has the cleanest. <laughs> Luckily, get lucky to get off the island. <laughs> but yeah. what are your memories of that time, Tommy? I mean, you were, you were there and thereabouts as well. Well, uh, like Ross said, we kind of had some good connections. We had strong connections uh, and felt supported. 
we could sort of go, we could spend months there and, and we were welcomed. And, um, and that's what they like there. They like, they like to see you spend time there and around the local crew. And, um, and, and they were fine. They were, you know, was, they were very welcoming. But for me, the 80s was super raw time compared to... There wasn't, you know, in the 70s, in the early 80s, not many people in the water were having a good time. There was, like, a lot of stink eye. A lot of who's fucking, who's looking at who and not many people actually out there actually enjoying their surfing. And there was a lot of, uh, like, I've got to dominate and I've got to be this thing or I'm just stink eyeing, you know? So there was just these two elements going on. That's when I first went to Hawaii. In the 80s, it sort of followed through, but there was a dream being followed through too with the events and the emergence of the Triple Crown. And, and you know, you had all kinds... You had the West Side guys coming over like Johnny Boy Gomes and so on, who were a little bit crazy, like, how's Johnny Boy? No, he's a little, little awesome. bit, a little bit. No. He's cool now. He's cool now. No, he's ripping now. Yeah. He's great. How nutty but was he back in the day? Was, like, hey, fucking gnarly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I nearly ran him over in a tube at Backdoor. Oh. He fucking, there was no one out, just me and him. I was running, but it was a shit. I just shouldn't have been out there. I was like, I'm sure, like, fuck, trying to get photos. You know, like, what am I doing? And then in the barrel, Johnny Boy's head pops up. I'm going, oh, fuck! <laughs> like, you know, I could still see his head, you know, like, fucking back, whack, you know? <laughs> no, can you imagine? And then I was like, whoa! So I went up. With the, I tried to avoid him and got sucked up with the lip and flat on my ass, fucking on dry reef, and broke my back. I was unconscious. I was like, what the fuck? Would that? You know? And like, three minutes, I was un- unconscious, fucking dragged across the floor to the shore. And I, look, I was like, fucking all torso going, fuck, what happened? <laughs> and I felt like Tom Carroll. <laughs> I like, was like, right? He's like, little guy, I'm going, fuck, what's happening? And then was Kelly Slater and Mitch Thorson running to me? Like, it was like, fucking, everyone's running to me. What's happening? Like, I wasn't out of breath. I didn't swallow water. I couldn't walk. I was fucked. It was heavy. I was like, whoa, this is, I've never been knocked out before like that. And I mean, it wouldn't have been knocked out. And then... Came to and they, they scratched my feet, going, can you feel it? And I'm like, fuck, what, what, feel what? <laughs> yeah, I was, that was the first time I'd been really scared, you know? Like, fuck, this is, to be a, a paraplegic is fucking terrifying, you know? And then they took me out and they took me out, yeah. So, and then Johnny Boy's like, fucking, rah, fuck, you know? But, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, look at me. Right. Right, and he, and then, and then he, then he realised. He realised. Oh fuck! What are you gonna do? You know, and then he's like, "Oh fuck, bro!" You know, he fucking realised how how severe it was. And um, yeah, so Johnny Boy had some trouble, but fucking now he's good and he's fit and he's fucking, he's solid. So yeah. But back then he was, he was like super like unpredictable, right? He'd just look at you and he'd think you're looking at him and he'd just go, what are you fucking looking at? What? Wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, no, he's, he's like, hey, Ross, right? Fuck what? 
<laughs> no, no, he was fucking terrifying. Look, look at him for a little bit too long and it's all over. Yeah, no, it was... He was terrifying. Now he's fucking cool. But yeah, let's, going, let's get, going back to the 80s, let's, yeah. going back to the 80s, it, it, was, it, it, was a very, it was a very raw place to be. Uh, and, and today, thank God, there's a, quite a bit of refinement happened. You know, it's, 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 it's actually, you know, evolved into a really good place to be and quite safe with people. But back then, it was raw. Yeah, they've, raw. they've got completely, you know, back then, uh, well, I guess nowadays they've got different products from South America. It's, it's bowls of acai berries. Uh, it's a different scene. You can get pretty jazzed off that shit too, but yeah. I, I want to get, uh, speaking, you know, we're, we're talking about Tom, Ross, but I'd love to know, Ross, what sort of influence did the, the legends of this coast have on you when no, you were growing? That's what I'm going to say. Bill Cillia, mate. No, no Bill, Bill Cillia, like... Yeah. Like, first, Bill Cillia is here. Yeah. Billy. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill. I love you, Bill. If you can hear me, I love you. Where the fuck are you? I love you, Bill. Where is he? Yeah, he's been Bill. fucking shaping so many boards, he's gone deaf. No, but Bill Sillier with Sanger, you know, he fucking groomed us. But all these people, the boys from the coast that groomed me, like, you know, just make you, like, solid person. Like, the Central Coast kept you grounded. You fucking, you know, you wake a fucking man. Look at him. He fucking heard me. <laughs> he fucking heard me. <laughs> Billy, such a legend. Ace Bucking, Bryce Ellis, Ross Clark Jones, Mark Sainsbury. The Nirvana logo has been on all those boards, man. It's fucking incredible, Smivy. Such an icon of this zone, man. Like, give us a bit of an idea, Ross. Hey? Give us a bit of a rundown of Bill. What sort of role he played in your career? Bill Sillier. Fuck. Nah. He was like my father and like uh, me and Sanger, he used, he used to pay for our contests and fuck, he sat me down on the tyre and paid for my first girlfriend's abortion. I was like, no, nah, I mean, fuck. And I can't hear listen. a thing. He can speak though, motherfucker. He <laughs> can't hear, but he can speak. Come on. Tell, tell us what it was like back in the days with me and Sanger. Back in the day? Yeah, when you sat me and Sanger down on the tyre and Nirvana and shit. You want me to talk memories? Yes. All right. Just a little bit. One memory I've got. Yeah, yeah. Your dad, Bob. 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 Yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Robert. Now, you look after my son. <laughs> I'm trusting you, Bill. You look after my son. So he goes surfing to Avoca. The right hand is a nice six foot in the middle. Ross is maybe 12 or something. Pretty young. And, I, and I'm going, you can't come out, okay? You've got to stay here. And Ross is looking at me like... You stay here, you can't come out, all right? I paddle out, paddle, paddle, paddle. I look over my shoulder, he's right on me tail. I'm going, fuck, Ross, what are you doing out here? I just want one, just let me get one. 
And yeah, he got one. But my heart was... Uh... Anyway, we survived it. Um, yeah, the ute. Another funny Maybe time. Maybe trying to put me back in the back of the ute. Huh? In the back of the ute. Like back then you could ride in the back of the utes. Like now it's illegal, right? Is it? <laughs> Do you remember we went down the south coast? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I'm sure, central coast. Ah, fucking back of the ute. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys not. You're not going. I was fucking spewing. Remember? Why? Because I couldn't come with you. Huh? I had to go with the dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't remember. Fuck. Do you remember we went down the south coast once? That's the time. State, state yeah. titles, I think. That's the time. That is exactly the and time. And Oki comes walking out of a heat and you were saying her going, Ocapalucio, Ocapalucio. Playing out on him. Yeah, how's his mute mouth so cunt? <laughs> Remember? His underbite, that? you know? Fuck, he serves good. <laughs> Fucking Cronulla cunt. <laughs> Fuck, he serves good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it, yeah. I can't hear a thing. <laughs> but look, what I will say, it's great to see you all here. It's fantastic. It's a, lot of, a lot of old friends. A lot of good, dear old friends. It's great to see you all. And all these new faces, all these new young faces. How good surfing, eh? Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy Gunn! <laughs> you good? Yeah. Little blokes, mate. Little guy. Yeah, I think I've grown, actually. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I know I'm bigger than Micro. <laughs> Get the shot. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, hey, I feel like a tall cunt. <laughs> it's a dwarf throne contest. Uh, I got a memory of you. Little blokes, big hearts. We're down at the Pro Junior. I took Ross and Sanger down. And you come screaming down on a pushy. Did a big broadside. Who's this fucking kid? <laughs> I've never forgotten it. <laughs> you loved it. You loved it. You went. Pure, pure froth. <laughs> no, no, pure it's this fucking memory I had with this guy, Deadly, right here. This guy, I'm going to fucking put you on the spot. Like, I'm at school. I was 13, 14 years old. Deadly comes and goes, he's going to drive me to the fucking cross. I'm like, this is Central Coast. I'm going, no one, no one, no take. I'll fucking drive. I haven't got a licence. <laughs> fucking drove him all night round the cross. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Woo! I, did, I was fucking dry, going, wow, I've never driven, driven before. This is cool, you know. All night, came back, jumped into my window, got back to school. I went to Terrigal High. Fucking, yeah! <laughs> Deadly! <laughs> never forget it. As you do, as you do. Fuck, we're going into some core history here, Smithy. <laughs> I, um, Ross, 
Sorry, Deadly. <laughs> Bill Shirley uh, used to... We lived out Fairfield Way. He used to wear his wetsuit back fucking from Cronulla. <laughs> In the car. We'd walk up and down the fucking street and Bill would still have his wetsuit on. <laughs> Best shaper in Australia besides my son-in-law. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it alone. I never got to meet this guy, but this guy's hard as fucking hard, so is the other guy sitting next to him. <laughs> Bill Celia, I love you. Well said, well said, hee hee. All right. Ross, fuck it, yeah, yeah. I've got to know. I'm man. still a prick, don't I? <laughs> While we've got everyone here in this room, man, like, what is it about this stretch of coast? Why do fucking surfers from this zone succeed, pack it, and just excel in fucking great surf? Oh, it's because we've got so much variety. Well, you've got so much variety. I live in Victoria, Phillip Island now, so I'm blowing back there. But Central Coast, you know, you got the fucking Voca Point, you got North Voca, fucking Haven, you got Wombi, you got fucking Forries, Banzai, Left, fucking Cracknick, fuck, you know what I mean? You got, hey, you've got slabs, you got fucking peaks, you got everything. You got fucking shit beach breaks, you got everything, right? right? You got Copa, Max, I mean, from Max to Copa to Little Beach, you know what I mean? What a... What a place to grow up, you know? Yeah, mate. Woo! And you got really? Molly Pack and Crackneck. Fucking Crackneck, yeah, how good's that? You have to walk around, or to, we used to go down the cliff. Fucking, ah, fucking, you know, it was a muddy cliff. Fuck walking. You know, we had to walk like 20 minutes or something. Ah, we're going fucking straight down the cliff. No, but now fucking Jughead and shit, we're going fucking right, you know? Like, that's the full backdoor right, you know? We were surfing lefts like pussies, right? <laughs> Jughead's going, yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is the thing. The point is, there's so much variety. Yeah. And what about when you see, when you see crew coming through from this zone? Like, I mean, we had Molly on stage Fucking already. Fucking Molly. But yeah, Molly. Molly. <laughs> Let's get behind Molly. her. There's, there's such a community here. I, think, I don't think it's a surprise that there's also that aspect feeding into the success of surfers on tour and stuff like that. But what was it like for you when you started seeing that next generation after your time? You know, like the Powleys and those crew coming through and starting to fucking make noise and challenge those momentum dudes. Yeah, no, Powley, you fucking know. Powley was like all over it, you know? Like Powley's like... Brilliant surfer. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was like up against Kelly and, um, you know, he was, he was the man to Central Coast. It was like... And then, I don't know what happened to Pally. He just fucking... He did an evoker on him. He <laughs> was like, he did a evoker, fucking, nah, I'm out of here. Pally just had enough, you know? He just had enough. I, I, I don't know, I haven't seen Pally, but... But, but does, does your heart, I mean, it, it must lie in this zone. Like, when you see a sunny coast person crack it, you... How do you feel? Mate, it's, it's just this... You know, it's someone from the Central Coast who got this rawness. You know, they're like, fuck yeah, you para cunt, Sydney, fuck with, you know. No, but no, it's different, you know, like, like Tom was all refined, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, there you are, Thomas. There was Sydney, you know, like, you just have a fucking champagne, you know, but like, 
It was, no, that was, I mean, it was keep it fucking raw. You know, Central Coast was, and it still is by the look of it, right? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mate, before, we, we can't get out of here without pressing you guys for some tour war stories. You know, you guys were on tour in the 80s when it was, you know, there was, there was fuck all money about and uh, it was rock and roll. How rock and roll was it? Can you give us an idea? Well, give us a, give us a heat. Give us a heat, Ross. Against a heat some- and a bender. No, no, no. Okay, this is, this is a bender after the heat that Tom Perfect. wanted to lose. Fucking, he goes, yeah, I'm going home. Yeah. Right, like he was in the, uh, next morning. We're like, you know, we're still going. And then, and then I fucking had a heat with Rob Machado. <laughs> this fucking guy. Very similar the- surfers, very similar build. Hey, very similar. Very similar approach. The fucking, the way, it was in Rio, the waves were like, I swear to God, one feet, one foot, exaggerating. I fucking beat him. <laughs> That's, I got a, a ninth in Rio. That was the best result I've ever had. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, that was one. Oh, oh, okay. What about the pipe final? Yes. 92, yes. Tom and I. Fuck him. 1990. Oh, okay. A couple of years, whatever. 90. 90? Who was in it? Hey, I was winning the Pipe Masters for 42 minutes. Of a 45-minute final. I thought, oh, I'm going to be the pipe master. I'm going to wear the helmet. Fuck you. In the, the, the last three minutes, Tom got three tens. I'm like, fuck. It was bizarre. I'm like, oh, I was gutted. It was pipe, pipe for you. No, that was me. We were jostling the inside. We're like, yeah, you go, you go. I go, no, you go. <laughs> you go. Remember? Yeah. And then they go, I'm going. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you just, you had the backside thing going on the drop, dropping in, just getting, doing the old RCJ down low, getting oh, the pit. Yeah, that was the only event I was, I was going to win, the you know, fucking ASP, WCT, whatever it's called, mm. event. I mean, that was my time. I'm going, I'm going to win an event after all these fucking years. No. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Tom going, no. And he got his fucking helmet on and he couldn't even fucking support it, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, I was gutted. Gutted. And Tom, do you feel bad about robbing Ross of that experience? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Mate, one of the craziest things about both your careers when I look back on them is that, you know, after your tour careers wrapped, you went and explored the remote Ments at a golden time when, you know, bas- you were basically discovering ways through the crossing. Uh, oh. You did a stint with... with <laughs> the crossing. Is that what it was called? You never got that story right some other podcast. Indies Trader and all You've that. You've heard Hoyo try and tell it. No, it was about... 21 days on a boat in a row, the three of you and Kelly Slater. How does that work out? No, Kelly wasn't on that one. No, no, no. no the Taj. That was, that was the Taj. Oh, when Taj. that's the Taj one. That's oh, when yeah. Taj, oh, yeah, he'd already had a bad experience with Mickey and, and Marvin in Hawaii. Well, it was the one that Mickey Marvin, it was after the, 
the trip that he went. That's where Mickey pulled a, showed him a gun or pulled yeah, a gun or something. Yeah, like and that. they made they Tyler shit himself. You know, they, Ben from yelling. They, they had him. Which they had him strapped to the. He had a lead. He had to do some jobs around the house, and he wasn't doing it. And anyway, showed him the magnum. He goes, Taj, mate, this is what you'll get, mate. Taj, you're not going anyway. They strapped him to the pole. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't move. Anyway, you just wouldn't. But anyway, this is. This is after the experience he had on the Indies trailer, trailer for three weeks with us. <laughs> when we, we did the po- code red on him. Taj. Oh, Taj. <laughs> Taj. <laughs> no, no. Okay, you didn't but get anyway. that story. I listened to that podcast with Taj and you. Yeah. That story was not right. I'm like, fuck, I'm waiting for the... Nah. Share it, okay. share it, so Ross. I'll share tell you exactly what happened, right? Real, Real story. story. Fucking, we're like, you know, fucking beer, beer, beer. That's all there was. It's a ten, ten beer minimum. We beer, yeah, hadn't beer. drank the whole trip. Yeah, no drinking. I don't drink. We don't we, really we drink. Were drink. We both don't drink. We were drinking. No, I, we're drinking. We were drinking. <laughs> ten beer minimum. Okay, we're like, yeah, fucking coke. You know, like a few good men. That was on at the time. That was... And we're like, fucking go red, go red. Fucking Taj is like, Mr. Fucking, he's in the bed. Like, you know, he's all, he was a little fucking 17-year-old. Right? We go, oh, let's get fucking Taj, right? Code red him. Let's get him. We fucking got him. Me and Tom got him out of the bunk. And he fucking, think about it. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, he's hero. He's like, no, but he was like, fuck you. What are you doing? What are you doing? And we're like, fucking get him up. We put him on the kitchen table. Got fucking gaffer tape. Like, fucking there. Gaffer taped him. Like, this is from the Central Coast. That's what taught me. I was like, this is what Central Coast guys would do. Right? And we taped him up. Fucking poured barbecue sauce, tomato sauce. Uh, he was fucking crying, like, Wah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Taj. No, but fuck, that story was not told properly, and he was freaking out. I, I mean, fuck, I would have freaked out too, but fucking, you know, like, lecherous fucking Tom. Like a fucking leprechaun, you know? Yeah, but fuck, you know what? He left Quicksilver that fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Billabong. <laughs> oh, we didn't do much after that, did he? And that's that's why Ace Bucken was able to beat Kelly Slater in two finals because he fucking loved the sauce and the gaffer tape. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. Have we got a question from the audience? Oh, don't worry. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. Let's just let's get stuck into what are you talking the Eddie about? Ross before we go to the audience. <laughs> we got to talk about the Eddie, mate. You, you dedicated your life to Waimea. It was the wave, you, you, like you said, you know, you became the guy because of this wave that you caught and that heat you surfed when you were 19 with MR. Like, take us to that day. Take us to those waves and take us into your mindset leading into that event because it had been building and building and you got there, man. Yeah, no, like, fuck. I, you know, first year as a pro... Fuck yeah, why me? I don't care. I'm in the contest, right? I don't care. Fuck, give me a board. Let's go. You know, you can't hear me. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, yeah, so we, we fast forward, we fucking, you know, Robbie Bain and Elzai get smashed. MR and I get fucking set after set after set. 
and I go get through another heat and get set up to see doing well. But then I get invited to the eddy. That was the thing, the eddy. I got an invite to the eddy, which is a big deal in Hawaii. I fucking invited the eddy, right? So the first year I got invited, it was 1987, it was the next year, there was no surf forecasting, right? Everyone's going, oh, the eddy could be on. I go, oh, fuck, yeah, okay. And the, I mean, sorry, there's no internet, right? It was so wishy-washy, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to Vegas. Fair uh, it's not going to be enough. Fucking fine. Fair so, enough. Fuck that. I'm going to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Woo! Let's, let's go, go to Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Fuck! I am tripping balls, right? Fucking woo! Like yeah. Right. Hey, <laughs> I remember four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning, I just lost my shit and ran to the fucking room. Left my wife, the mother of my children, and Fernando, the the, the owner of Quicksilver Brazil. Left them. They didn't know where I was. Ran back to the fucking hotel room. You know, the hotel room goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, have you been to Vegas? It's fucking, uh, you never get there. Right? You never get there. <laughs> too much, man. You took too much. Oh. I know the feeling. No, seriously, this is no fucking word of a lie. I'm going, looked at the TV, going, fuck. And then the, the news fucking came on at that moment going, the Anyone Cow is going to be on tomorrow. There's a massive swell coming. I'm like, fuck! No, I swear to God, I went, and fucking, right? And fucking got a taxi and went back to Hawaii, wrote a note. Hey, gone back to the Eddie. Fucking, sorry, I'll be back soon. <laughs> but, Hey, please tell me someone has that note. That's fucking incredible. No. He, if Quicksilver Brazil guy framed it, yeah. and now he's dead. But <laughs> no, no. And then I went there and I fucking yeah, get me off the plane and fucking yeah, and I got seventh. <laughs> and I and I could have won. It. I fuck. I'm going fuck. I could have taken that wave. You know, like guys that won it, that guy that won it. I'm like fuck that wave. You can have it, you know? But I, I knew I could, you know? Even being in Vegas for that one. Okay, the moral to the story is, I would never do that again. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I want to win this fucking kind of, never go to Vegas. <laughs> when the Eddie got called on, and then I, fucking 14 years later, I fucking won it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mate, and 16 years later, aged 50 years old, you come second again to oh, John was, John Florence. I mean, that's talk thrilling. us through that. That's one of the wildest performances yeah. in surfing history. It's up there with the GOAT winning the Pipe I Masters know. as a 50-year-old. I reckon Ross won that one. That's my call. There you go. Yeah. Fucking I reckon he got it. Hey. You yeah, know? he's a goat out there. Yeah, he can't say anything. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. fuck, what, you know, John, John, you yeah. whatever. But you know what? The best reward, I was like, I partied for a week after that in Waikiki, and every Hawaiian going, brah, you fucking won there, brah, you know? Like, fuck you, brah, you know? And, and I, that was the best, that was as good as winning, you know? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> for me, you know, like $75,000 difference. <laughs> Was shit. <laughs> US. 
Yeah, but, you know. Talk us through the event. Like, take us into the water with you. I mean, we're not ever, most of us are never going to have the opportunity to surf in an eddy. Uh, or we're definitely yeah, not going to have oh, the opportunity. Hey, the best thing that you've ever seen. first wave with, uh, with uh, Jamie, J- Jamie Mitchell. That one. <laughs> okay. No, first wave of the heat, right? Jamie Mitchell. Do you know Jamie Mitchell? He's fucking the West, one of the best big wave surfers in the world. The best paddler in the world. Paddling anything. Paddles to Molokai, fucking Australia around, fucking Miami, whatever, you know, right? He does everything. Like, he, okay. So that was Jamie's first eddy. I've been doing it for, what, 35 years or whatever. <laughs> first wave, first heat, fucking big drop. Jamie's paddled in like fucking 10 minutes before me, right? I've just dropped out of the sky, dropped it on him, right? And he got smoked. He just smoked him. Smoked. <laughs> smoked him. Just, just put him in the pit so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but then, but there's no that, drop in rule. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's fucking, you can drop you, in in a while. Yeah, you can see it. In Waimea. So, yeah. Waimea, it's like, go no for it. Right? Who's in the best position, right? But Jamie came up to me. I remember, remember Jamie going, fuck, where'd you drop in on me? He said, mate, I dare you to go and say it to the judges. <laughs> <laughs> We're both Aussies, mate. Old fucking dare you. I, it doesn't matter. You know, that's it. I've said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then dropped in on him again. <laughs> the next team. Like, and then I got second. But, yeah. Mate, can you just... You've got to take us into the win a bit more because, like, what was your mindset that year? Did you know it was your year? Was anything going to stop you? Like, you, you, it was... No, okay. That year is, like, 24th of February, 2016. 2016, 2016. They called it on and they spent, like, a fucking million dollars getting everyone there, 10,000 people, and they go, it's not on. I'm like, What? Right? Get all these people there. It's like it's a big deal, right? To co- put on the event, to call it on, right? And they called it off. And so I oh, fucked that. I'm going home. Went home. They called it on three days later. Again. I so I had a cold. I had fucking flu. I was like, oh, what? I just got home. Do I have to go back? Yeah, it was bad. I didn't know sleep. Go back. It's like, fuck, I couldn't even paddle out. I got a jet ski out. Fucking help, help me. That was the first year they used the buoyancy vests, right? Fuck, it was macking. It was 30... I've never seen it that big. Huge. It was closing out. It was breaking way down. You couldn't even break. get out. Yeah. And they're going, yeah, Ross, they always call me first heat. Yeah, Ross, first heat. <laughs> yeah, guinea pig. I'm like, mate, I will get... No one was getting this singlet. So I'll get a singlet. Fuck, I win. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, mate, literally, like, you could not get out. There's not a break. Uh, yeah. It's just close out, close out. And close a short out. break had three short break kind of weird. I said, short mate, break. if you give me a lift out, I'll I'll do it. We'll get a helicopter or something. <laughs> and then everyone's putting on their buoyancy vests and fucking, you know, right? <laughs> and then and then we everyone got the skis out. And um that it that was the best eddy by far, you know, to date, right? Hey. And take us into it. Take us, take us into your waves and your oh. mentality when you were out there and it was oh, fucking no, mad. And, and what's the secret to surfing the joint too? Like, Get uh, the first wave. Get it 
fucking straight away, hoot up, meh, go. You're like the first set, fucking no winner you. That was, it's always been my philosophy is I've always got the first wave of the Eddie and I've always been in the first heat. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, what is it? <laughs> what did he say? He said what you said, but he just said it after you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking echo. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but that was you know, my philosophy. To get the nerves out and shit, like... If you sit there, I don't even look at Waimea. That's the thing. Yeah. If everyone's out, I'm fucking going out. Is someone out? It's, I think you can psych yourself out by looking at it. Everyone's like, oh, shit. You know, everyone's getting pounded. And, oh, fuck that. I'm not going out. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, for example, we did a test, Tom and I, in the Institute of Sport. Yes. It was a fucking brilliant test. It was a high diving board, <laughs> right? So they, they wanted to know the difference of the mentality between Tom and I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tom, first, first up, he, he approaches the fucking end of the thing and he sort of assesses it and, you know, and then just steps off into the be- be- beautiful fucking homo, right? <laughs> no, 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 beautiful. It's fucking yeah, Olympic yeah, 10, right? Yeah. Me, he goes, Ross, I'm just going, fuck, and just jump. <laughs> launched, you know, launched and fucking lo- helicoptered, launched, missed the bubbles, which breaks the fall. Slapped. And slapped my ass. I was fucked for three months, you know. <laughs> no, but the story is, it's like, that's why I'm like, fucking don't look before you leap, you know. <laughs> And, you know, and Tom's like, mm, fucking sess it, you know, but that's, that's a world champion. I wasn't, fuck. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say the test was that they took you onto the 100 metre track and you both got on the blocks and then whoever could snort their way to the end fastest was going <laughs> to win. We've tried that one. <laughs> Let's throw it open to the crowd. Do you guys got some questions for Ross and Tom, clearly? And then we'll, uh, we'll go to the greatest wipeout and most dangerous fucking thing I've ever seen, which is your Nazare story. But first cab off the rank will be some custom shoes, long-time supporters of Ain't That Swell. Let's go down the back here. Nothing better than Kazos. Oh, come on, nah, I saw this hand first. Let's go. What's your name? Uh, Tasman. It's either for Tom or Ross, but... What's the biggest cone you've ever packed before having the biggest cone you've ever had? With deadly. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Mate, what's the biggest pit you've ever had that sticks out in your mind? The biggest fucking cone you've ever been in. Cone or a pit? Pit. Barrel? Barrel. Barrel. Tube. Tube. Cone. That's it. Oh, the biggest barrel I've been in? It was in Jaws. 1996, on his birthday. Perfect. November 26. And he didn't come because he was fucking... I wanted to be there. You know, it was the most perfect... One of the most perfect waves. Jaws. No cones. I was off the cones when I left the Central Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, Ross, what, what's... It was the gateway drug. <laughs> Give us an idea of what the inside of Jaws looks like. Is it, is it like looking yeah. at the roof of this joint? Yeah. Or, 
How how tall does it go? No, no, it just it was just what it's actually like I couldn't find a driver. And Kelly Slater actually drove me. He fucking never dri- driven a jet ski in his life, but you know, it's like everything, he's amazing. He was just going, eh, and he was because it was Kelly, was Kelly, you know. The other people backed off, and Kelly's like, fuck, I'm going, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> Kelly's just going straight, straight for it. Laird was going, fuck you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, you go left, I'll go that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, there was this, was it like a three-barrel wave? Like the first one, I was like, fuck, it was like so deep, and I was, no, it was big as, oh, not big as this room, but it was half as big as this room. You know, it was like, whoa, and then it came out and then it went in again and it got bigger onto the inside. And then I was like, oh, there's another section. And then my board spun out. Like I did a full fucking breakdance thing, like a cockroach. <laughs> spinning out of the tube going, yeah, I made it, I made it. <laughs> and that would have been, you know, and then that was the year that Garrett McNamara got that amazing barrel. Mm. And that would have beaten it, but it didn't. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest barrel. That's epic. Tom, you got one that sticks out as, like, your biggest pit, and can you give us a bit of an idea about Uh, what it looks like? Just one that comes to mind, it was 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 actually a backside one. It it went across the back door into off the wall, a big, wide one, and and I I, I got a shit-surfing pipe. There was too many crew getting piped, and I just wasn't in the mood. So I just sort of paddled towards off the wall. It was kind of too big for it. But this one huge teepee came through straight to me as soon as I paddled over there. And I just dropped down into it and I just, my board just fit. And I was riding a 7.6 um, Rawson six, 6 channel and it just seemed to pull me around. I just made it in there. I was like standing there going, this is just a massive back door into off the wall, traverse the, the two reefs, which has got a weird channel between it mm. and it didn't even it didn't even bother didn't about that it didn't it just turned into this massive cavern right across it mate that fucking yeah. wave yeah. is on the cover of my year 10 maths book yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking yeah. I know the exact yeah. wave you're talking about yeah. you got the fucking helmet on yeah. and you just don't even bother grabbing rail you're not rinsing corn you're just no. standing there just going oh, fucking look at this shit look at this and she she let me out and let me paddle back out because yeah. usually you get stuck Underneath all the sets behind, but you know I was fucked. Every fucking barrel looks massive to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking <laughs> It looks big, right? That's right, it was just it's a four-foot day. Yeah. Laird didn't even look at it. All right, who's got a question? Well, let's get another prize going. Billabong Adventure Division. Hats from the 80 range down the front. Let's go. What's your name, bro? Right. Right. Where are you from? Kilcare. Yeah, Kill Care. Oh, the fucking Kill Care crew. Little Beach. Kill Care crew, Smithy. For both the boys, what's your biggest wipeout? Have you ever felt like you're going to drown? <laughs> Take a hat, Phil. question. And have a oh. cone piece. A <laughs> uh, couple of times. Yeah, I'll let Tom tell you this one. I'm going to go piss. Uh, we're in, we were out. This is Ross's one. It's got to be the worst one. He's got to have the wor- it's got to be the worst one I've ever seen Ross get was uh, we were out um, I think it was in the Storm Surfers movie and we were out at in the middle of bumfuck nowhere way off south of Tassie a place called Pedro Branca and 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 
And we'd been having an amazing session. I, I was just dumbfounded. Like, this is the craziest slab and a rawest feeling ocean. You know there's more than just these monsters. There's other monsters around. There's seals. It's just really loose feeling out there. Anyway, I've come in. I'm back on the boat. Pretty tired. We had a big day. It was getting cleaner and cleaner. It was pretty unusual conditions. You could feel how unusual it was there. And then Ross gets towed into this massive one. And what happens on the big ones there? You can't quite tell it's that big until you're into it. And it kind of swings wide off the reef, goes to this really deep spot. And then there's this little cap that comes in and sort of can take you out. But if it's really big, it just gets super hollow on it. And that's what happened to Ross. He took off. He thought, oh, my God, all of a sudden the left started coming in at him. And it, and it kind of tripled its size over the reef. You know, it comes over the reef and then goes into a big deep spot and just turns into this giant throwing, ugly, top-to-bottom bowl. But he, I don't know. I don't, you can't look back and go, that's Mate, how it's that big. It's, it's 20 times overhead. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking big. It's like a 40-foot double-up, that thing. And, the, and it, he, knew, he knew what was about to happen. The best thing he did was to jump off the back of his board just at the last moment. Actually ride it out. He just did the perfect thing. He's made for this shit. So he just exited just at the... The thing is, he, he came up way the hell out, down, spat down, finally came up, and then he comes back to the boat just completely. His eyes are going either way. He's like... And he's kind of bleeding from an ear. And he's going... Oh, and he was, he was all booked in to do back surgery on his neck on, mon- on the next Tuesday. And this is like a Friday or Saturday. And I'm going... He, and he's going, fuck, fuck, because he's freaking about doing neck surgery. He didn't want to do it. He's like, fuck, how to, does that mean I don't have to do surgery? I'm fucked. I'm, oh, Bill. Oh. Bill. He's all right. There it is. There we go. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Bill was listening to that story, falling asleep, going, this is the worst wipeout story I've ever heard. He said, I'll give you all a fucking wipeout, Tom. Good on you, Bill. He's looking at him. Ross I didn't was... push him. I didn't just push him. <laughs> that was the worst wipeout. I didn't push him. Who's got a question for Ross or Tom? Let's go. Up the back. Pair of Otis Carey boardies for you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Name? Can I push him? Mate, my name's Mark. This is our question for Rossi. Okay. Yeah, you ready, mate? Thailand, 1986. Thailand! <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Brownfield before, Johnny Brownfield, respect to him. And um, he was a bit reluctant to tell us a story about when he took you over to Thailand back when you were about 16 years old. 16 and years I'm old. And I'm just wondering why he was so reluctant to let us know what went on on that trip. Was he your school teacher too? <laughs> Mate, that is world-class journalism. Have a fucking ton of cone pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Mate, cone pieces. I'm not qualified to let you know what he was qualified in, but... Do you really want to know? <laughs> For hands up, you really want to know. <laughs> Oh, it's like 50-50. Okay, I'm 16. John Bromfield's going to Thailand. Where are you, Johnny? Where are you? Here he is. 
He's going, fuck yeah, we're in Thailand. I'll go surfing there or something. Fuck, I'll go to Bali, you know, like, whatever. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Fuck. 16, walking out. What, what's this shit all about? You know, there's like fucking Pat Pong Road. There's strip bars like, wow. Talk about an eye opener when you're 16. I like, my God. It's not the eyes that are getting opened on that street, mate. Can you imagine? Yeah, no. For people with snakes and fucking old mice and razor blades and fucking old guy, whoa, let's go to this one. Johnny, this one, <laughs> this one. Hey, it was, yeah, I spent a month there. That is decadent. Fuck me. No, and I came back to school. You know, can you imagine coming back to school after growing up 10 years in a month? And then looking at the teachers going, <laughs> you know. No, it's, it's, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a, my, my father said, yeah, it'll be good education for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll grow up real fast in Thailand. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was an eye-opener. Sanger. Fuck, Sanger. It was so good. Sanger. Are you going to talk Listen about Sanger? Sanger, hey, Sanger was like, um, Max Sainsbury was the teacher at my school in Terrigal and Sanger was the, yeah, it was Max, well, Max is not here, but um, like, <laughs> he used to punish me every day at school, yeah, Sanger did this, Sanger did this, Sanger did this, and he's, Sanger won this, and I'm like, fuck Sanger, like he was, he was my like sparring partner, you know, and we used to, when we got licences, we'd he had a little, like, a Mazda thing, and I had a little Subaru, and we used to race up to Newcastle for the schoolboys or for the Newcastle, whatever it was, you know, the amateur under-17s, and we used to race each other. And, like, him and I would win. Like, he won more than me, and we'd win. And it was, like, until the world title, right, the amateur world title in England. Um... And that was the, you know, Quicksilver were going to go, fuck, are we going to take both of them? Or, and whoever wins, we're going to take, you know, and then I, uh, Sanger won, I got third. And I'm like, I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off, right? I was, fuck. And then Sanger <laughs> gets on the plane with his Oakley blades. Yeah. With the, on the plane. I'm going, you fuckwit, you know? Take those glasses off or I'm going to smash you. You know what I mean? The boys from Wombi will fucking backhand you, you know? Nah. And, and Sanger goes, fuck you. <laughs> right? But, and then, you know, it was like, it was so, you know, and then we went turned professional together and then all, it was like clean slate, you know? But when he died, fuck. It was fucking guttering, right? I was in Portugal. I remember I lent the board. I, I was staying with him in Reunion Island the week before. And I lent him a board, a brand new, it was a Nirvana board. Bill Sillier shaped it. Had it and he put his stickers on and he, um, Reunion Island, and he was like, fuck, it was a bit weird. I'm going, mate, it was pumping. Reunion was pumping. And go, he was just sitting in the car. Looking at it, I'm going, fuck, you were right. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to surf my heat, you know. And then he goes, no, I'm going to go back. 
I want to go back to see my girlfriend. I'm like, fuck, where are you going? We're going back from reunion to Australia. We're going to go back to Portugal? He goes, I need to go back. And I was like, mate, I was trying to talk him out of it. Go, I need to go back. And then he came back, and you know what happened? He died in a vocal point. But everyone, like, it was, like, Bill was fucking reviving him. It was, fuck, I didn't know this. And then I got the news in Portugal, and, like, Oh, Josh Parmentier told me he goes, saying it's dead. I go, what? What do you mean? Ah, fuck, no way. And I rang up Bill and I fucking... I, I, I unwrapped his board, like I had the board because I was going to lend him and just chucked it out the window, like three stories up. I don't know why, it just got over me. And the sheet of glass went three stories down and then Pally, Pally was going, running a mark and everyone went crazy. Um but then they wanted to fucking lock me up. I'm going, mate, it fucking slipped. You know, the board slipped, but that's what happened. And um, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Oki, fucking we were all, like Oki was doing good and then he went fucking crazy again. And then we're, I was burning the board that Bill said, you know, we were burning it as a group of people. And I fucking, I, people said, I drank petrol. I was like, Fuck off. <laughs> but that's what they said. I, like, I was so out of it. I was so upset. I've lost my mother the previous year and then sang her. And I was fucking guttering, you know. But you know what? I st- was still dreaming about him for years. Like, for so long that he's, he's still singing with his spiky hair and shit, right? And I'm going, fuck, what have you been doing, mate? Everyone thinks you're fucked. Gone, you know. I just, I had that reoccurring dream. Yeah, he's to singer. That was a bit serious, but <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I reckon we get one more question. Right, Grom. Sorry, mate. What's your name? Fletch. Fletch. Take some cuzzos, mate. The sewer of the fucking swillions. What's your question? Um, for for both of you guys, what's it like? What's the sort of mental self-talk like? and dealing with fear when you're like hanging over the lip of crazy waves do you go out and does your whole mindset change and you psych yourself up and you're in kind of like a flow statey thing where you, you you just go and you don't think of it or is is it still every time an element of like fuck this is gnarly and i'm yeah what's your relationship with fear like hanging over the lip of heavy waves Fuck, that's a question and a half. I think there's a graphene wedding in that one, Smithy. That was a bit fucking complicated. No, 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 Tom, Tom explains go, it very well. Well, graphene wedding, well played. For me, it was just go. It was just go. Just get out there and just start putting yourself in a position and just, and just sort of experimenting with yourself and going. And that sort of like gets the adrenaline going. The adrenaline sort of locked me into the action. And so there was, it's sort of like there was fear, but it was something I was engaging with. It was not something that I was, I figured that there was, eventually I figured, realised there was two different types of fear. There's the one like if you've got a broken leg and you're sitting there and you're, and you're just protecting it, you've got a, a wall of kind of protection around it. So just don't go anywhere near it. And I'm not going to go surf big waves with a broken leg. I mean, why? It'd be a lot of fear if you got put right underneath the lip of a big wave with a broken leg, yeah. 
But if I'm feeling fit and strong and I'm feeling like I'm ready to engage and I've had a whole bunch of experiences leading up to that that tells me, you know, I can do this, I mean, I'm just not going to go straight out to a 50, well, you know, a 25-foot surf, I'm not going to go straight out there and be fresh uh, or think that I can just attack it straight away. It's got to be lead up over time. And that sort of kind of steps to get there gives you the confidence and you kind of just push that little bit further because you kind of got that engagement from the adrenaline. And that's what I've kind of realised now. But at the time, I'm not thinking that because if I'm thinking, I've missed the point. So the flow state, there's no thought. We're just in it. It's beautiful, Tom. What about you, Ross? Same situation, exact same story? No, no, story? yeah. No, but it's like it's in different situations, like different places away. Like, you, like you're going there. Like I said, Miami is breaking. I'm going straight out. Sunset, whatever, don't look. And like in places like Nazare, you've got, you got to get all this equipment ready. You've got to get drivers. You've got to get all these uh, buoyancy vests or like the the CO2 canisters and the petrol and the fucking fins are tight and, you know, like the straps are tight. you just got to get all that ready, which is kind of, uh, you know, um, what's it? Cathartic. I wouldn't use that word, but, yeah. No, it get, no but it, it gets you, I guess, gets you, no, it just gets you focused on something else than what's going to happen the next day. If you focus on what's happening next day and going, fuck me, it's a fucking 100 feet, you know, and it could go on the rocks or you could get dragged across the bottom for 500 metres or you could die. And there's a couple of people that died but they got revived. Um, which, Nazareth's got a lot of uh, infrastructure. You've got the guys with the rescue and there's a lot of guys watching but... Um, you know, you've got eight minutes to revive before you get a vegetable, so I'm relying on that. <laughs> um, no, but, no, yeah, so what I do is, like, everyone's, it's back to the looking, everyone looks at it and fucking wanks on. I'm like, fuck, I'm out there. I want to get straight out there first. Oh, we've got to have a fucking safety guy. I'm like, fuck that, let's go. And But everyone will come out later. But it's just to get acquainted with it. And you know what? Looking at from the shore to any surf is different when you're out there. It's not the same. Right. So, fuck, it's not that big. We'll go, fuck, it's way bigger than I thought. You know what I mean? So, I reckon just get out there. Is the Get out there. That's awesome, man. And, and just like to wrap the night, thanks so much to both these absolute legends. Wow. How's the journey? It was a journey. Far out. Ross, let's wrap this night with one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen. That's you pinballing inside fucking Nazare on the rocks with just fucking, you know, 90-foot swells bearing down on you. Fuck, you know what? To take everyone in this room he's, he's to made, that place. Okay. He's made for this shit. No, no. You're going back, I swear to God, going back to Terrigal. You know, Tube Rock at Terrigal, the haven? When I was getting, like, I was getting smashed over the rock with, with the buoyancy vest, like, fucking silicon tits, right? I was like, whoa! <laughs> Flipped over and I was all, like, I was all uh, uh, um, padded and, you know, I didn't get, didn't get hurt at all. I got flipped over. But then I was hiding down behind the rock 
and I just flash back to when I was 11 or 10 with, with my brother Stephen, um, just hold on to the, you know, to the, to the rock. And the wave just washed over me, right? And I was going, fuck that. I'm just going, I'm a Terrigal Haven, you know, no worries. I was fine. I swear to God, I was like, no worries. It, and when I looked at the vision, it was, yeah. Terrigal. Terrigal. What he's saying is, you're saying the Seneca saved your life. Seneca saved his life. Seneca, Terrigal saved my life. Terrigal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Clark Jones and Tom Carroll. Up the fucking Williams! Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me?